0: Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Self-Care with Gracie podcast. And we're doing something really special over these next five weeks. Or I guess we've already done a week last week, so we're doing this week and then three more. And it's, it's a campaign called From Guilt to Greatness, Transforming Your Inner Control Freak into a True Goddess. And what we're doing is looking at what I have found to be the common ways that we stay small, ourselves especially around self-care and that that's we feel guilty we um, feel like we have to be in control of everything and we are uh, not being authentic to ourselves because of that and I've seen so many clients move from that place into a place where they are really empowered in themselves and they feel like they're aligned with something that's like you know their purpose and why they're here, and being able to say no to other people without going through this huge guilt spiral. So what I have been doing is plotting out like what is that journey because um, chances are not everyone who's listening to this will take a course with me, and I, I think it's important for us to look at these common um, common places on our roadmap to how we can get from from guilt to greatness. And I really believe in self care as is a form of Feminine leadership is a form of just being able to really see who we who the change we want to see in this world. To quote quote, Gandhi there, and one big part of feminine leadership is conversation. And I I always learn the most through conversation, and that's why I do a lot of conversations on this podcast. So it made sense to me that when I was doing this journey that we would I would uh, take a few people along for the road trip. So last week, uh, Carolyn here, who helped me come up with this whole concept in the first place, and we talked about control and what does that mean, especially as women, in terms of how we how we gain power, how we keep our power, where we get afraid of losing it, and that control is really a way that we can do that. So if you haven't listened, go back and listen to the first week as well. Then we really left ourselves in this place and uh, that conversation of like, you know, we maybe we, as women, we used to have to be dependent on structures that didn't necessarily empower us in order to survive but it's not that way anymore now we're in a place in our own lives where we are you know most of the time being able to really be our own caregiver and take care of ourselves and so where does that leave us is that well it's like if we if we get to you know if we have freedom of expression that means that we get to start to express ourselves how we want to and it leads us to this place of like okay so now that we have freedom of expression why is that so terrifying (laughs) And I wanted to invite Lindsay, who's been on the podcast before. I think you were on the the first episode of the podcast, even, Lindsay. So first of all, hello. Thank you for being here. Thank you. Yeah. Um, And we've been talking a little bit about what this was. We were having a check-in yesterday, and some, some things came up about creativity and, you know, the vulnerability of creating. And so... Again, I don't know exactly where this conversation is going to go, but I trust that it will bring up some really interesting concepts. So are you, are you ready, Lindsay? Can we go into this? Let's do it. Awesome. All right, so we were talking yesterday, just in our check-in, around the vulnerability of creating. How do you see this coming up in your own experience of, of being you're – a, you're a mama to two beautiful kids, and you live in Austin, Texas. You balance a lot of things. Like, how do you – how do you feel about like your your ability to create and and what does that bring up for you?
1: Mm hmm. Well, it was interesting. Right when even when you asked me to do the podcast, the first you know the first impulse was like, yeah, let's do it. And then then all of the like vulnerability and shame came up around like, oh, I don't know what I'm gonna say. Even just making the podcast helped me see all these all these obstacles, and then we were just talking about the way that once you get going, it normally just starts to come out and you feel really good about expressing it. But it does seem for me there's always that, I don't know, like worthiness question or like I'm not good enough or what do I know or everybody's already had a podcast about this. (laughs) even like Liz Gilbert had a great podcast on creativity um yeah so that that really gets in the way
0: yeah yeah that that um I've heard it's called like like comparitis or like like being able to even own that like what we would have to say would be needed or valuable um in the world
1: yeah or even even just fun, yes, definitely needed or valuable, and that's like the whole other level, or like it might just be fun to do it. it might just be fun to have a conversation about it.
0: Yes, I love it because this, you said this yesterday that I was like, that's awesome. It's it, um, about like making art really just for the joy of making art or, or making anything, making a podcast, making a pie, like making a Singing beautiful picture. Singing a
1: song, dancing around, yeah. Yeah, it's like and I see this so much with my kids when they're you know, when they're little blobs, they can't do anything. And then once they can start, like you give a kid a paintbrush or you give a kid, you know, a song or a dance and, you know, they'll just love, they just get so much joy out of doing it. There's no thought of like, I'm not good at this. (laughs) I'm not painting right. But then once they get a little bit older and that, you know, societal pushback happens. Um, it really changes it And, like this. I don't know. I, I find it almost tragic. Way it does feel tragic. Like I
0: feel. Yeah. I feel like like a mourning for the the many creative cells that that have fallen of myself along the way. Um, mm-hmm. I, I remember. Like I used to love drama. Like that was my thing. Like I wanted to be an actress
1: when I was mm-hmm. younger.
0: And I didn't get picked for like the eighth grade, like little uh, right play that we did. I, I was like one of the understudies, and I just, I just like <laughs> gave up on it. And I think I was like, okay, yes. I wasn't good enough.
1: Yes, I know. Like we let totally, we let it, Yeah, it's like that weird competition idea, which got in of like you can only keep doing this if you're good enough, and some, you know, like, junior high, middle school teacher is going to be the one that makes that decision for the rest of your life, and it's funny because, like, we were saying yesterday, a lot of the people, even my peers that I've seen that have gone on and had, like, these awesome artistic lives, they weren't necessarily the ones who, you know, had this great talent or sounded good and gross or, you know, they just kept going with it.
0: Um, which is not to say, like,
1: you need to keep going with it if you don't want to. It's just, if it's joyful, do it. If, if it's not, you know, I don't, I don't know. Um, just kind of getting away from the judgment call on art in the beginning, I think, which can have a really negative effect. And I think
0: the, I love what you said about, like, in the beginning because that feels really important. Like, I wrote, I wrote the first draft of a book this summer, and the messiness of it all astounded me. I'm just like, I like to write, you know, I'll write a blog post. So, you know, maybe like even an article or something, but to like get into that whole book process and have it come out and just to be like, as it was coming out, I was like, there are definitely huge paragraphs of this that are going to be cut. And like, maybe that story I told kind of didn't mean anything. And I just have to keep going. And the, especially my last few chapters, it felt kind of painful to like just keep going in there and it it showed me something about the creative process of like how
1: um how messy it is (laughs) yeah yeah It, it is really messy I've heard I've heard the expression which I tell myself a lot so now once we're on this lens of like we've already gotten all this societal message about what we're good at and what we're not good at it's so hard to go back in and just find the joy that you know we originally had from just doing the random stuff that as human beings get to do being here, and um, I've heard the expression you have to dare to suck. Like you just gotta. <laughs> dare yeah, to suck dare whatever to. Whatever suck. to
0: <laughs> well, and, and maybe within that is like finding finding like our bigger why of why we're doing Mm, it in the first place of like, -hmm, mm -hmm. that's where you were saying that like the joy of it is so powerful. It's like, I, like, what is really motivates me to, like, be creative and play is, is actually the work. I read Dr. Stuart Brown's work that, like, people who don't play are, like, often yeah. very violent people. The play part. And mm-hmm. the play is, so it's, like, I know, like, that's why I signed up for improv classes. I was, like, I know that I can very easily move towards work because I can be dutiful and responsible and all those things. And I can sacrifice play at the expense of work. And if I'm going to be, like, a kind human being, like, I need to make places in my week that are not about being good at something and they're not about accomplishing anything. They're just about the the, the feeling of like flow that comes from like creativity and play.
1: Yes. I, oh my gosh, I'm so glad that you brought up play because I think it's huge. And I think I love the idea of just opening up the space of creativity for play, not about achievement. Um, And I think it's just really, yeah, there's all this research about how important play is. And it's funny, again, we're seeing, well, I see a lot of this about early childhood. Everyone says how important play is for children. And I think pretty soon, and it's already starting to happen, we'll start to understand more about why play is so important for adults. And just getting into that flow state, which creativity, play, all that kind of like isness of your being gets to come out.
0: And if, and if we can just hold on to that, I'll, I'll speak from the I. Like, if I can just hold on to that, then I can tolerate a really shitty first draft and the, the, the dare to suck because a, the bigger why is, like, compelling.
1: <laughs> exactly. Yes. Yes, because it's why we're here, right? Uh, this player, I think Elizabeth Gilbert said, like, this is just what human beings have done since the beginning of time like make things that other people use and yeah it's it's incredibly important and it totally makes me worth think of it and to suck for yeah the doing the <laughs> messiness and and
0: something to say about the messiness too is like we're talking about masculine feminine qualities like the feminine quality is a bit messy like the masculine mm. is more linear and it's more you know just accomplish your goal and. And a lot of us because of the culture we live in we orient more towards that is is like the preferred state. But the feminine quality, like think about the ultimate form of creativity is like childbirth, like
1: which mm. you have gone
0: through twice. And like that is a messy process and that is, you know, that is not like that's not like a nice clean goal oriented kind of thing. It's like I think there is a goal, yes. <laughs> getting that baby out. So as a as a mother, I'm curious like what is what does that bring up for you and, like, the, the creativity of, like, making, making a baby in your body and putting that out in the world?
1: Oh, man. I know. Gosh. <sighs> um, yeah, there's just so much I could say about that. Um, you know, it's interesting. I think that... Birth is one of those things that is so profound to go through because, yes, there is this end goal in mind of having a child, but it is this process that takes over you and you really kind of take a backseat to for a large part of it, um, which is so different than how we think of productivity and achievement and making something it's like it really kind of makes you you just are there and open to it um and then there's this like very short window at the end where you actually get to push the baby out but and you know that's kind of an interesting part um i was thinking about you with your book how those voices that oftentimes when we're older, come out in the beginning of, like, who do you think you are? What's the point of this? Why are you doing this? Those can be helpful at the end. Like, there is a role for the masculine to come in and kind of use your wonderful prefrontal cortex and your rational brain. But for so much of the birth process and just working with the life energy of creativity, you're just kind of letting it guide you. Which is kind of terrifying and really awesome. It's real, yeah.
0: It feels so powerful when when you talk about it and when I've experienced it not through childbirth but through other creative projects, like the the energy of writing my book. Like I wrote the most of it when I was in Mexico, and I there was something I I knew I had to do. Like I just had to really surrender while I was there. Like I I felt mm. so relax like the moment I got off the plane I was like I can relax and and people are like you were in Mexico City were you nervous I was like no I was I felt like that whole city was like the safest place I've ever been like I just walked around I made friends with everybody I was like people gave me like free gifts and I I was receptive and I think I needed to be you were so receptive
1: and you turned and you changed your trip to keep it keeping that flow
0: Completely. And that was, I felt like the book was just sort of given to me and that, like, I think what we do, and this goes back to the conversation around control, and I say we just including a lot lot of the clients that I work with and the the voices that I hear around where we struggle is that we feel like we always have to be in control. But to be really, like you say, like taken over by an idea or um, a, a a bigger cause or bigger purpose does involve having to give up control and just Open our palms and maybe not be even able to see what the end is going to look like, but just be like, I have to show up because this feels the energy of this feels so important right now, or feels so joyful, or mm. just so it's following that that energy. Mm.
1: Into, yeah, gosh, I just got tingles when you said that. Yeah.
0: Yeah, but I, but where I sense a lot of our edges, and this is this is maybe this what happens after control is that we're like, okay, we've given up control, or like kind of trembling, shriveling being the type of when I give it <laughs> yes. control. I'm like, I do not know how to handle life without my control yeah. suit on. And uh, <laughs> yes. how, do, how do we really learn how to be receptive and, like, live in the world in a receptive way?
1: How do we learn to be receptive? and listen? Well, and it's really brave, right? Because, as you know, you know, with my first birth, I the timeline was very different than what, A lot of medical professionals that happen to be in my family believe a timeline should be for birth. And it was different than what my partner thought should happen. And I really had to, you know, stick out my belly and just say, like, this is not – I'm not in control of this, and you guys aren't in control of this. And I am going to make the space for this to happen how it needs to. And it was so edgy. I'm, like, getting – yeah, tingly, thinking about it. That was so edgy to do, right? Just like with you. Is it okay to stay in Mexico? Can I extend my ticket? Is it going to hurt my business? Like, is this okay? It takes, yeah. like, a lot of guts. It, it takes a lot of trust is what I hear. Trust, yes. So much trust, so much faith. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: And a willingness
1: to be like, and I don't know you know, with the baby, I'm like, I'm not, I'm not 100% sure that this is the right thing to do. Yeah, yeah. It's like trusting,
0: I mean, I I know this word can be hard for a lot of people, but like intuition, like trusting that Mm.
1: part
0: that is not the prefrontal cortex, it's just like, like the embodied experience of like... Daily
1: feeling. Yes, yes. Mm hmm And maybe not, so like if you're thinking about it in yourself, so... I'm not sure what the process is. I mean, maybe not sharing, sharing it only with like your close peeps in the beginning because so many people, if you open it up, I know for me a lot of times I tell people ideas before they're fully formed and sometimes I'll take other people's feedback um, too early in the process.
0: Yes, yeah, absolutely. (laughs) And that can kind of be a form of of self-sabotage like, right. I, I know that, like, Lindsay and I, we talk a lot about my, my dating life um, over these past few years that I've been single. And I think, you know, when I first meet someone, I'll get so excited. And I talk about it a lot. And I think, it, in some ways, it's like, it's too much. And, I, and I, so I'm like, starting to date somebody right now but I'm just trying to be like really like when I talk to anyone I'm like I'm gonna keep my voice very neutral and it's like it's kind of how I feel because it's like a nice grounded experience to to be hanging out with this person but I'm like I I want to be like a safe thing and to like not not kill it before it's born right yeah I Um, think that's important and that's a lot of the, the vulnerability work with Brene Brown too, is that we have to really choose situations that are safe enough for us to be able to like share the vulnerability that is inherent to deep creativity and to the kind of openness that has to be required and trust of receptivity. And I, I think like when I think about myself, like cause there is like a big surrendering process that's been happening for me over this past year and even deciding mm. to, with my book to not go with the, the kind of more traditional publishing method and just like, I still don't really know what I'm going to do with it. I have, I have some leads and ideas, but I'm, I'm just like really trying to stay still and be receptive and just tr- like trust that when the thing comes that I'll take action on it. It's not that I don't, want to take action it's that i just need to be open enough and grounded enough that whatever the next option is i'll, I'll be able to see it when it comes And that way yeah,
1: if we've and, we've been talking about your baby like the the birth metaphor so it's like in this gestation period right it's just growing we're not sure where it's growing
0: yeah yeah it's it's we're just i have to trust that the baby has a has a life force of its own and is gonna mm-hmm. be okay i'm just taking my prenatal vitamins right now. <laughs> Never seen that, baby. Sorry, keep going. Oh, well, I was going to say just that I'm like I'm like just trying to break down like what's helping me right now and I think what's helping me are is support of just other people who can see me from the outside and believe in me and are like no you're you know just giving me a little affirmation of like it's okay like, you're doing the right Mm. thing, and Mm -hmm. that means a lot, even though ultimately I'm the one who has to make these decisions, like, just to get a little outside reflection sometimes and just to know people have my back, that's helpful, and and then hearing, like, other inspirational stories, I think, really, like, when Mm. I talk to people who are like, oh, you know, this thing happened, and I was just, I followed all the signs, and I... I was led to this next like that's when I get goosebumps and I'm like okay so it's like really for me tapping into like support and inspiration I think that helps me with the like aching vulnerability of creation.
1: Totally yes I think it's right I think Ina Mae Gaskin who is I love how we're just taking this whole birth metaphor I maybe me through the whole thing she wrote a beautiful collection of birth stories she's a do you know who she is she's like a midwife that lived on this collective and she's awesome um and she i don't know has been at the birth of thousands of women um and she just shares their stories in their words um and it's just so beautiful to see all the different ways that birth can happen because i think there's often this you know like scientific Male perspective of like how this works, and it's like, well, it's really actually made up of this collective of like all these different types of stories that have worked, and um, just seeing guideposts in other people's stories.
0: That's great. Uh, yeah, I, I don't really, I've never read any of her books, but I, I've definitely heard about her as being very big in the birthing world, and mm-hmm. and what I just heard and what you said was that there uh, that the power of, of stories can give us great inspiration and hope to, to like create our own story, which might not even look anything like those other stories in the end.
1: Yes, because it's like there's this, I guess as the older I get, the more that I realize is that nothing is actually real. Like there's no collective reality. There's just everyone's experience. And so if you can get different people's direct experience, and the, the ones that resonate with you, that's like where your information is. So if you were to go and look like how many books never even get published or if you look at it this way, there's only 10 best-selling authors or whatever, you know, it's like not looking at the sort of quantitative data but just looking for like individual experiences because that, in my experience, is more helpful and truthful paradoxically than whatever that collective reality seems to be believing. So that's so
0: interesting. So the power of one story can can sometimes outweigh the like mundane tried and true experience that doesn't that doesn't inspire, that doesn't connect. That's, I think most of the yeah. world like really lives in that reality where we're like, Well, this is just what you gotta do, you gotta go work and you gotta, you know, like sacrifice yeah, like your you happiness can't be an artist that
1: doesn't exist. Yes. Yes, like, I tried that, and and that's where we get back into that, like, elementary school or middle school version, where it's like, oh, all these people want to do this, and there's only two two roles in the play, so sorry, Racy, you're out. Yeah, well, I guess
0: I just was kind of silly to even dream about being an actress, so, like, I guess I'll just go back to, I don't know, what did I do instead? (laughs) Playing video games after school, like, (laughs) yeah, yeah yeah I think that's how it goes but what i what I feel in this is just like magic that like I think we all have a few moments of of our experience in our lives at least I hope everyone where it just feels like there's magic there that whatever the energy is like it's like it doesn't need it like has its own narrative that that can go against a common wisdom and yet it still feels like we have to follow that thread and uh there's no way to describe it except for just like electricity I think like when it feels fun yeah. and, and honestly a lot of this work that I've done has just been me following that electricity of like what feels kind of magical and how can I capture more of that and share it and create spaces where people can share it and capture that and, and it's been really incredible to see like a business form out of it and so many like yeah. friendships and collaborations form out of it and it's like like Liz Gilbert has the whole big magic thing and I'm like i I believe in it. I do believe we all have, like, big magic available to us.
1: Yeah. Yes. I love, yeah, I love that idea of it's just, like, you're just kind of cruising along and then you're, like, ooh, 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 I'll follow that for a while. And then, yeah, your own experience has been, like, gosh, this works.
0: Yep. Yep. And so it's, like, we get to see, like, duty and responsibility and drudgery of life. Where we're like stuffing all of our, because I think if we don't use that energy, it gets really stuffed down and turns into like anxiety and other mm. things that do not feel good to hold in our body. It's like or flow and magic and collaboration. And so it's like, which one you want? Choose <laughs> <laughs> your adventure. But the thing, if you're like if you're going on that road, like you, like you said before, it's like it takes bravery, like it takes courage yeah do you it. don't know like, how it
1: ends right you don't know where the ooze land and then sometimes it's like oh no that no not an ooh anymore <laughs> done with that ew and then it's like oh we haven't talked about this that like the waiting space right well, well you did with your book It's kind of like i'm not sure i'm waiting for the oo
0: or the ooh. i'm waiting for the i know and then like <laughs> in the meantime i'm like what am i doing as i'm waiting for the i'm like I'm taking care of myself. I'm really dressing. out. Resting, like yeah. Resting, playing more, going to going to improv class, taking poncho outside more. Um, I'm cooking a lot. That feels like a really nice thing for me to, like, if I do feel anxious, I'll start to cook, and that helps to calm me mm-hmm. down. Um, I just made a big thing of, like, veggie broth last night that was, like, very soothing to my being to make that mm-hmm. so it's like not like we don't have to do anything during those times. We don't have to right. like just sit in lotus right. pose, but like having those that self care to come back to to like ease, so we don't act from it. So I don't act from anxiety. That's that's kind of my my game plan right now.
1: Yeah, and little like this is the thing in the artist way, right? Like bake bread. So it's not it's not always like this huge. Okay, I'm creative. So I'm gonna write a novel. or I'm gonna be a painter. Or it's like. Little acts of creativity, composing your life, being a, being a living human being is like a creative act just in itself. How do you, yeah, mm-hmm. make your food, tend to your people, dance around your kitchen, you know, set up your pillows, structure your day, um, all those like beautiful creative acts, which are not any less important than the huge paintings or sculptures or plays Thank you for that
0: reminder, like, that is, it is, like, a frame of mind rather than, like, a, a list of accomplishments in terms of creation. Yeah. And, and, and honestly, like, the people I've met in my life, like, I I feel like you're, like, the best at that. Like, you're just,
1: you're, Lindsay has,
0: like, just a very beautiful aesthetic of, like, the way she would put, like, a pear and a knife and a glass on a table. You'd be like, that is a work of art. Like, it's just, like, you're very intentional in the way oh, you put everything you. together, and it's really... Um, it 's really
1: lovely hmm. thank you right because it's it 's funny. I mean, I felt like this you know there 's so much pressure for the red letter days of our lives or the big accomplishments but it 's really when you think back like for me, when I think back of like on my childhood or even moments that have been touching in my adult life it it wasn 't necessarily those like your wedding day or your graduation or It's more like, oh, remember that afternoon when we, like, watched the sun roll over the trees? And so I think being open to that type of creativity is really powerful, that kind of beautiful, feminine, more subtle, passive creativity, which may lead to, you know, the bigger guiding ooze, but... um, doesn't necessarily have to because just the way that we were talking about it can it can become like the self sabotaging thing of like I'm waiting, I'm waiting. <laughs> What's gonna happen? Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, yeah. Or it just becomes like just the like the framework that holds everything else in life. And uh, mm-hmm. and you're right, I think it is like a feminine power just to like celebrate beauty and like want want beauty. things to look nice and smell nice and feel nice and to share that with others and for me like I think that's what's beautiful about social media when it's used well is like hey everyone look at this beautiful little lunch that I feel so happy about that I had to celebrate and post a photo on here and someone else would be like I want to yes. make my lunch a little bit more beautiful and that, that we can like yes. spread it in that way
1: yeah I agree I love that about Instagram just capturing those little moments and it, but I, I think that's the thing,
0: and that's kind of coming back to the like comparing it thing, where people do get lost in social media, of like, oh, but my life isn't beautiful. Sure, like I'm not, I'm doing something right. wrong. Cause, so it's like how to how to get inspired by each other instead of competitive. Yes. That, that actually might yes. might be the next installment of the podcast. I feel like that's yes. probably like a whole podcast worth right there.
1: Yes. Uh huh. It was interesting. I was just listening to. Um, and on being about that, like competition versus connection and how there's so much more connection, even in the natural world, than competition. Um, yeah, I agree. Hmm. Oh, this is cool. Okay. Well, should we,
0: should we summarize a few of the things that came up for people who are, who are listening in? Yes. I feel like we talked about a lot of things. What, do you, what, do you, sure what are you did. taking away
1: from this call list? Oh, God, you are so good at bringing in those like, key points. Go for okay. it, girl.
0: All right. Uh, well, I, I think we talked about the fear of expression, of, of like, mm-hmm. um, maybe people in, before have not been kind to us in those, like, very vulnerable, messy moments of creating and that, that created scars or feeling like it's not safe to, like, even open up and start to play. But how... Mm-hmm. Worthiness. And, yeah,
1: fear of, like, being
0: worthy of creating. Yeah, and being, like, judged in that vulnerable space. Um, Mm -hmm. and and that, but how inherent it is, is like little kids creating, and how much, like, for our our own health as, like, functioning adults that we need to create spaces where we're not trying to get anything done, but we're more using art and expression as a way to celebrate life.
1: Yes, hugely important, yes, what we're meant to do.
0: Yeah, yeah, we're here to create. It doesn't have to be Mm -hmm. huge works of art. It can be a frame of mind and just a little everyday making, making your space or your activities
1: mm-hmm. beautiful and just mm-hmm.
0: singing a little song and just thinking of your life as being creative. Yes. Yeah, um, yeah. yeah you're being, here to create your life. Sh- we're, totally, we're here to create beautiful lives. I, that, that's how mm-hmm. I would add my business name into it. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> trademark. Change my beautiful lives, and um, and that it's okay to not know. It's okay to kind of hang out in the waiting spot, but that's that's a vulnerable space. To, to be that receptive, and so that's when we need to have support of people we care about, of not sharing our little little baby projects or new people we're dating too too carelessly out into the world. To just like be careful with it when it's beginning, nurture the root. Yes.
1: Yes. And not only is it okay, it's like necessary for, there has to be time for things to rest. There has to be different seasons. I feel like that's a huge part of the divine feminine that is missing from our culture. That of course, there's going to be times when you don't know. Of course, there's going to be times when you're like resting in bed. Of course, there's going to be times when you feel like there's there's nothing important to do or you feel discouraged or those are all totally worthwhile seasons. It's not, 15% Fifteen percent productivity every year. <laughs> yeah. 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 These are we're not gonna
0: have metrics at the end of it that we're gonna be able to do Yeah, measure. like growth.
1: Yeah, exactly. Okay, you grow fifteen percent a year, great. Here's your raise. <laughs> I think if you're if you're
0: doing this solely with metrics that may, may maybe maybe you're missing the point a little bit, so you, can reevaluate. reevaluate. <laughs> not that not that like tracking things is not valuable in some way, but um yeah, and that like like that just being with like-minded
1: souls, I
0: think, is important. And like conversations Community like these, I support. think, are important to
1: spark yeah. the creativity. Yes, yes, because we all hear those voices, or at least I do, of like, "Who do you think you are?" Or that's da da da. But it's so great to surround yourself with the people, being conscious around the people that you're sharing your ideas with, and so many people are so supportive, and they want to connect with you on those ideas and grow theirs. Like, it's better. This is what we've talked about before. It's funny. Like, the irony is, is like, I'm not going to share. I'm not going to share this. Or I'm not good enough to share this. And the irony is, is like, once you can share, then other people can share. Then we're working collaboratively. Yeah. And that's how things spread. Spread. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: And I want to live in a world where we're all, you know, creative, so we're not violent people, and we're all just having more fun. I think that would, instead of trying to fix all all these problems we have at the level of the problem, which I think some of them were just starting to see that's not going to work. Like, how do we create a new way of being that is more of the solution, and then practice that? And that's, yeah, and that's coming what think together. Hmm.
1: Like I love the idea of just like communal spaces of singing. Like so now we have in our Western culture we have like famous singers, which is great. It may sound awesome, but like I just love the idea of like tribal cultures of like we just get together at night and sing because that's what we do. It's not like anyone's a better singer than, or maybe some people sound a little better, but some people love singing and yeah, just coming together in a creative way is really um, nourishing. Yeah. Yep,
0: this, this is the way of the future. Um, all right, well, this has been really, really potent. I'm going to sit with it all and um, do a little art tonight. Actually, I'm feeling inspired. <laughs> I this. Ooh,
1: yeah, I know. <laughs> okay.
0: And I wanted to tell everyone a secret, because uh, secrets are fun. And the secret is that Lindsay is going to be running the Mother's Program uh, branch of self-care 101 that will be starting in the spring, which is going to be a program to help mothers really find that balance of their own self-care while really caring for their families and how to, how to actually make those two things not oppositional to one another. And um, we've been working together to come up with some awesome programs and just to stay tuned for more with that, because if if you've enjoyed Lindsay's perspective, as I always do, uh, there's opportunities for more in your future.
1: Thank you so much, Gracie. I am very, very excited to share that secret. Yes. I'm super um, humbled and thrilled to be uh, embarking on this path with Gracie as my fearless leader. Beautiful. (laughs) Well, thanks for being
0: here, Lindsay.
1: Thank you so much, Gracie. That was juicy. I'm going to have to listen to you back and see what we said, but it was fun. It was sure fun. Yeah,
0: it was, it was fun. It was creative. And I think it was, it was the next piece in the,
1: in the journey. So,
0: you know, who all of everyone out there listening, you know, who's like looked at control and like letting go. Now we're looking at this, like how to actually start creating and finding your, your big why. So maybe take some time to think about that this week of like what is, why why do you want to be creative? Why do you want to express? Why do you want to maybe choose a different, more magical reality for yourself? And then tune in next week. And I think this conversation really will be about collaboration versus competitiveness so thanks for that as well Lindsay
1: all right that's so funny I wrote that down okay (laughs) bye thank you bye bye take care